0: RCMHV Talks with Road Track of Mulun Hillview. RCMHV Talks is the first of its kind initiative in Road Tract to put a spotlight on people from different walks of life using the medium of podcast. Uh, we have tied up with brands such as Spotify. Pocketcast, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Breaker, and Castbox. The whole idea behind introducing these podcasts was to enlighten our listeners with an array of diverse and insightful topics on a monthly basis. Uh, before I begin the podcast, I would really like to thank our listeners for giving us such an overwhelming response on the podcast. We have a significant portion of our listeners coming from India, followed by the United States, Germany, Kuwait and Kenya, which is a big deal for us. Uh, so as we launch the third episode of this podcast, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, and in the previous episodes, you might have noticed that we have talked about politics, entrepreneurship, business, but in this podcast, we are touching upon a topic that we are indulging in on a regular basis with eight months of lockdown and quarantine of the COVID-19 pandemic the one thing that i'm sure all of us have been indulging in is fitness so today on the third episode of rcm talks we have an energy and fitness coach she is the founder of kinetic living and a nike certified trainer she has an experience of over 21 years and holds certifications in functional training Kettlebells, Pilates, Animal Flow, Professional Dance and Yoga. She has partnered with Nike and Apple and has been featured in Vogue, TEDx and Femina. She has trained artists like Sarah Jane, Kubra Sate, Rohan Joshi, Kani Surka and Rajesh Kumar. I am sure most of you all have recognized her by now. She is none other than Urmi Kotari, popularly known as Coach Urmi. RCMHV Talks with Broadcast Club of Moulin Hillview. You know, lately fitness has become a buzzword. Almost everybody is indulging in physical activities, fitness, workout routines. I want to know what is the definition of fitness for you? Because there are so many aspects of fitness such as strength, flexibility, stamina, agility and a lot more. So, what should one prioritise?
1: Fitness for me is an essential part of health and well-being and for me fitness means that you have the physiological ability to execute and do and be the way, the manner in which you want your body to help you achieve your personal, professional, daily activities or daily living goals. And um, for me, I think uh, every aspect of fitness is very important being from strength to flexibility to agility, balance, coordination, endurance, stamina And I think honestly, which one I would prioritize it would highly depend on what I need on that particular day Having said that, an all-encompassing element of fitness is being ignored all over the world Uh, up until today is body awareness because I believe that if you're inherently very much aware of your body then you'll automatically start to have a connection with the body which will automatically um, make you realize in case it's not in sync with what you would like to do or with what your daily intentions are and you'll automatically work towards bringing your body more in alignment with your mind or your vision or your will or your want to do things so i think being body uh, uh, being highly aware about your body can really spark off that journey into fitness
0: i'm sure you must have been asked this question innumerable times but just for the benefit of our listeners if you could elaborate on uh, your journey of quitting a well-paid corporate job to starting your own venture your own fitness studio, which is Kinetic Living.
1: Yeah, it is a very long story about how I quit my job and then went on to start my own venture. And in fact, there is a whole phase of my life that a lot of people don't know about. But I think the journey of me quitting my job started on the very first day of my MBA school, which uh, where in the first introduction week, I heard uh, Steve Jobs' speech uh, for Stanford University, where he spoke about doing what you love, and then the dots only connect looking backwards, and that each sh- one should listen to their gut. And I think at some, at there was a point, or there was a part of me when I was at business school, which kept on telling me that I was, I didn't belong here, and. I decided to go through the one year of business school anyway and I came out in flying colors I became part of the Dean's List because for me I always give something my best so if I decided I would do it I would make the best out of it and that's what I did. Having said that what really made me quit my job after my MBA was just the sentence that I want to be known for who I am than what I am and that sort of really made me search for what was my uh, expression as an individual, what was my uh, want, what was my desire to be and where I wanted to be and at that point in time I had uh, seeked out my to be Guru Daksha Sheth in uh, even before my MBA so um, I passed out an MBA in 2009 but I had met my Guru in 2006 itself where she had offered me a position in her s- uh, dance school and dance company and I had chickened out because she wanted me to invest 3 years with her. But cut to 2009, I decided to give it a shot anyway so I reached out to her again and I actually cleared the audition and I moved to Kerala for a trial period of 3 months wherein we saw that uh, she could gauge me and I could gauge if I could live a village life because she that time has her studio in, had her studio in Trivandrum uh, in a village away from the city and she still does it, she does, still has it and uh, after 3 months I totally realised that I was in love with what I was doing and cut to 5 years later I moved back to Bombay and that's when I started kinetic living but What I've learned in that journey as a professional dancer Wherein it was not Bollywood dancing, it was Learning martial arts, learning yoga, learning Kathak, learning uh, Body rhythm and performing in On so many prestigious stages all across the world that That sort of an experience I could never get back anywhere And even though I was earning very less money I don't think I would ever trade it off, because the kind of person I became, uh, so much of emphasis on um, uh, value of your work and uh, dignity of what you're doing and at the same time not undervaluing hard work or becoming attached to materialistic comforts, because there were shows where we were treated like royalty and there were shows which didn't have a lot of budget, so we also stayed in a lot more humble settings but that didn't take away from the art or did that didn't take away from the joy of performance the joy of learning and travelling the world so yeah and I think when, when I started Kinetic Living it uh, I cannot uh, discredit whatever I've learned there having said that at Kinetic Living I also used my previous eight nine years of sports experience into what I learned about body awareness from dance and that's what I put together as kinetic living and yeah then the rest is history.
0: Your story is a classic example of how one can turn their passion into paychecks and I'm sure this entire experience of quitting a well-paid corporate job then moving to Kerala and having a very enriching experience there and then starting your own uh, business or your own venture which is Kinetic Living and Car. Uh, as you know Kinetic Living is a brand now I'm very curious to know what were the challenges that you faced and also what was the entire process of establishing your own business. As an entrepreneur
1: the challenges that you face are very different and very unique to every business I feel and not only to every business category but also to the kind of person you are. I've always been someone who is a go-getter and always been someone who likes to take the uh, do the dirty work, get my hands dirty um, and uh, attack a problem with the most practical solution and uh, not uh, bl- play the blame game. So the kind of challenges that I face are very different as compared to someone else's whose temperament is quite different. And um, having said that, I would say that as an entrepreneur, scaling is one of the challenges and with scaling, if you are looking at scale, then the challenges that come with it are more related to quality and more related to could also be in my business at least could be related to logistics could be related to capital uh, could be related to I think it's also about when you're growing a niche brand. So like I said if I'm as a business I never looked at scale as the first go I always looked at depth and that's the reason I decided that I wanted to do personal training I wanted to do small group classes and I wanted to do a podcast I wanted to do online programs I wanted to do workshops. I wanted to do trainer mentorships. So I always thought of growing my business creatively and imparting my knowledge in as many different avenues as possible. So for me, challenge was to keep switching these roles as a entrepreneur, as a coach, as a creator, as a marketer, as a um, event manager on some time, on some days, and. I've done a lot of shows and I've done a lot of content for other producers. So I've also been talent in that sense. So I think wearing multiple hats is one of the biggest challenges as an entrepreneur. But I think the freedom that comes from it and the for me, it's the freedom of creativity that really takes the cake. And I think as a challenge also is to build a really good team, which is loyal, which is conscientious, which is sincere which also values your customers exactly the same way as you do because that's super important to live making sure that your quality remains um, unwavering and that's very important I feel
0: I really like the way you said entrepreneurship is just like wearing multiple hats and also an interesting point that you brought up is that you never looked at scale as the first go, but you looked at depth Uh, that's a lot of food for thought or lessons in entrepreneurship but as this is a fitness oriented podcast let me get back to fitness Uh, in the beginning of the podcast as I said a lot of people lately have been cutting down on junk and eating clean as well as working out at home so uh, how important is dieting to attain a quote unquote toned figure also as a coach what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting vegan lifestyle or any of these latest trends that people have been following
1: My problem with having a toned figure or having or eating healthy is not the outcomes itself but it is the relationship that people have with healthy eating and the relationship that people have with attaining a toned figure because uh, it is for majority of the people the need to have a toned figure is not driven by the want of being healthy or being fit or being strong it is driven from the point of view of how they look and how they look to others and how it makes them and not how it makes them feel inside or how energetic it makes them feel but it is more driven by the fact that how they would feel when they receive appreciation from others or they can only appreciate themselves when they look great in their own eyes so Looking good and having a quote-unquote toned figure, I really dislike that word but uh, having that toned figure is for me uh, not a function of just eating healthy because you could be having an amazing figure and shape but you could be the most unfit person because you are just eating less and if you're eating healthy doesn't mean that you're strong because in order to be strong you have to work your muscles like any other things in life any kind of discomfort that you go through will help you in your growth the same way is with your body and I have immense respect for people who can actually do that and remain healthy for the sake of being fit and strong which can which for me is the ability to like I said in the first question Is the ability that their body can do and be the way they would like to be and achieve their goals so your body is an enabler for you to help you live your life to the fullest and regarding healthy eating it is extremely important if you want to look good for sure because uh, you are what you eat in that sense because the food that you eat directly affects your hormones directly affects your Uh, blood level I mean sugar level in the blood it affects your mindset it affects your mood and uh, junk food has the ability to also give you depressive feelings because of the kind of dopamine hit that you get after consuming sugar Uh, it gets you addicted to that dopamine hit so Getting addicted to exercise is also a form why people get that is because you crave that feel good factor that endorphin hit and dopamine hit is coming from fast sugar wherein the same reward uh, junctions or the same reward areas in your brain light up as they would when you receive a compliment or when you achieve something or when you receive um, like I said an award or a recognition. And as a society, we crave that, especially as in more and more we get into isolation, we get the more we are connected, the more we are isolated from each other. So people are seeking that connection and a lot of people seek that through junk food. So essentially, both are important, A healthy diet is extremely important for you to look good, but what important question we need to ask right now? Is not whether it is important to achieve, whether healthy food is important to achieve a good looking body. But the important question to ask right now is why do we want to achieve a good looking body and why, what are the deeper benefits of eating healthier? Because then only we can change the fabric of this uh, fitness mindset that people have. And which brings me to the fad diets is because people are constantly seeking for quick fixes, people are seeking for uh, something that has worked for their neighbour, something that has worked for their best friend in the gym, that they want to apply and try without having to know where they are in life. So, fad diets definitely I don't believe in. Having said that, intermittent fasting is not a diet, it is a form of eating pattern. That actually has been followed since the olden days when people stopped eating after sunset and then only started eating after sunrise. So automatically they ended up fasting for minimum 12 hours and so intermittent fasting is extremely beneficial. Again the benefits are way more than just calorie restriction and weight loss and what essentially people feel or see when they first start intermittent fasting is the weight loss because suddenly the calories are restricted but it doesn't mean you can eat junk food during your eating window and those people who think that they can eat anything during their eating window and don't look at their portions and don't look at the quality of food that they are consuming are eventually going to end up losing out in the long run because essentially you will still maybe have, you would have dropped a few pounds but you it will not help you focus in your fasting window in the long run because the quality of food that you eat in your eating window during intermittent fasting will directly affect your level of focus, your level of your ability to fast for longer hours depends on what kind of food you're eating in the eating window because if you're eating junk food, it's gonna get digested really fast and then you're gonna be hungry and then you'll constantly be thinking about food. But if you eat good nutritious food, you're going to be fuller. You will not even find the need to eat. And that's how uh, you end up increasing your fasting hours. You improve your fat metabolism, you improve your focus, you improve your sensitivity to sugar, you improve your insulin sensitivity. So there are so many anti-aging effects of insulin, of intermittent fasting will come into play. So there are so many deeper benefits of IF. I really don't think that it's a fad and regarding vegan lifestyles and a lot of people to have turned vegan because of certain uh, ethical reasons and uh, my best wishes to them having said that I really feel uh, if you cut out try cutting out dairy from your uh, heavy dairy from your daily life consumption and you will see a big change but I don't believe in fat diets.
0: In the beginning of the podcast, uh, you spoke extensively about your experience in Kerala and how that experience enriched you. So, I just want to know what are the key takeaways from the whole experience of spending your time in Kerala and then coming out as a different person altogether. I think I've
1: already shared about my experience in Kerala and the takeaways, but if I have to talk about more takeaways, I can say that there is no substitute for hard work and when I say hard work um, you have to show up you have to uh, be smart at the way you work but also you have to show up then the importance of having a team um, that's where I learned. being detached from materialistic comforts and getting attached to them for the wrong reasons can really change your perspective towards life so that is another key takeaway and another one is that not Some of the best things can never be bought with money. That is having lunch with some of the best artists across the world on the same table, meeting musicians, meeting dancers, meeting uh, uh, dancing on a stage which is so prestigious all over the world for arts and performance arts. Those are the things that you get an opportunity to do only once in a lifetime so always listen to your gut because I listened to my gut when I went to Kerala and when I quit my job so definitely key takeaway is listen to your gut and the dots will only connect looking backwards so I feel like if I had not taken that chance or that risk to go to Kerala I probably would not have been as diverse in my experience as a fitness coach as I am today.
0: There are so many fitness studios and gyms, especially in Mumbai. So what different does Kinetic Living bring to the table? Or what is the unique selling point of Kinetic Living?
1: Kinetic Living, what it differentiates, the way it differentiates itself from any brand in the world is that we combine so many different disciplines not only as a way of on a timetable or on a schedule but literally combine the movement vocabularies from more than five to six different disciplines into one so there are chances where you will not even know where these movement principles are coming from and the second thing that differentiates us is our ability to educate and empower our students rather than make us they make them dependent on us which means um, by the end of within six months of joining us people are totally aware of their uh, increasingly becoming more and more aware of their bodies, their postures, their breath, their mood and if they stick with us long then they constantly are even building better relationships with themselves, with food, the way their emotions are so they are constantly becoming better and better and more kinetic versions of themselves and having said that most students who join us they never leave us and we are talking about a retention rate of close to eighty percent um, and on an average each student has been with us for more than to one year at least plus kinetic living exists in too many forms in terms of platforms there where you can connect with us Um, we are the only studio that does a warm-up an effective workout and a cool down all together which is integrated from so many different aspects of movement Um, we have a very very strong community a community that has stuck together Even during the pandemic, and we all look out for each other, and even when coaches are not there, the students look out for each other, and I think that's a beautiful aspect of community bonding and the power of community.
0: Uh, You have 21 years of experience in the fitness industry. So, being a veteran in this space, what are the common misconceptions that people have about fitness or weight loss? Um, Another question that I've often seen people ask is about improving their stamina by simply working out at home. As you know, a lot of people have been resorting to uh, workouts at home, so is there any method by which they can improve their stamina?
1: I think I spoke extensively about the kind of perception change we need in health and fitness in the earlier question. But about what, how can one improve their stamina at home, I can say that First of all, while taking calls, definitely go for a walk in your building, around the building, and keep walking till your call is done. And act like usually when I do my calls, I at least end up walking four to five kilometers in one hour, and that is not even my workout for the day. So that's how I can remain active. Then climb stairs. That is on a second one definitely builds a lot of stamina and really helps you strengthen your legs and stretch after that. Then you can do Surya Namaskars, not fast. Don't do aim for 100 Surya Namaskars in one hour. Do slow, controlled and Surya Namaskars that are very good in their technique and their alignment. And trust me, even if you do them slowly, you'll be sweating pools and pools. So that is another one. Then you can do your house chores, especially You can mop around the house, which is really good as a cardio. Uh, Another way that people can do it at their homes is do body weight exercises. You can check out my body weight online shred program, which is on my Instagram uh, bio as in my link. You can check it out. It's an online pre-recorded and we have in that we have 16 plus workouts for a month and uh, you will get a login details and you'll have your own uh, account on our platform wherein you can access the videos at for your own time. Usually one program is for four weeks but we give a validity of eight weeks. Skipping is another way to improve your stamina.
0: I think that was a very detailed answer to a very common question that people have about improving their stamina but one last question before we let you go is that you've broken so many stereotypes and you have made your name in the industry so for anybody who wants to make a career in this space what's your advice for them
1: thank you for such a compliment that i've broken stereotypes but honestly i've just done what i've loved to do and i didn't set out to make any, break any records or break any stereotype, I am just being me. And I think this goes to show that anyone who sets out to do what they really want to do and doesn't think about uh, what others will think or judge about them, will automatically end up breaking stereotypes because society only stops you when you are doing something different. Society wants you to conform to the herd and that's where it instills fear, all you need to do is just get past that fear of judgement, fear of failing and you just have to go and try and take that leap of faith, Like trust you not them, trust your efforts not their criticisms, Uh, believe in your beliefs and not their sarcasms, have faith in your hard work, do the hard work, keep your head down and do the work and think of constructive ways to channelize your energy and don't pay attention to the negative energies that pull you down. Don't pay attention to their raising, them raising fingers, pay attention to the finger that you raise on you, against not against you but for you. Stand up for yourself, uh, always always say sorry if you are wrong but if you are right and if you are not harming anyone then stand up for yourself and you can be the most compassionate and the most empathetic person while doing that, you don't have to be aggressive in order to prove a point especially if you know you're right, you just do what you have to do because anyone and the anyone and society will give you a way or everyone, a crowd will give a way to a man or a woman who knows where he or she is going so just know where you're going, set your goal, know your why have your own voice, don't be afraid to make mistakes Um, and definitely you will be making a mark somewhere, whether it is a fitness industry or whether it is in anywhere else and don't let society box you, don't let you box yourself into a label as well, you can be anything that you want to be, you can be any number of roles that you want to
0: be trust you not them trust your efforts not their criticism believe in your beliefs and not their sarcasm i think that's the biggest takeaway for me from this podcast thank you so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge about the fitness industry i hope this podcast has catered to all your doubts Uh, we hope that some of them have been clarified And lastly, I hope that a lot of people take a leap of faith as you rightly pointed out uh, after listening to this podcast. Coming up next is a podcast with India's leading psychiatrist and psychotherapist. I won't reveal much details here, but all I can say is that uh, this podcast will be released on the occasion of International Mental Health Day. So stay tuned. And keep listening to our podcast. RCMHV talks with Road Track Love of Mulun Hillview.